entrepreneur. It doesn't matter where you are currently located in the world because it's time to settle in and buckle up for another exciting and potentially profitable episode of The Marketing Minute with your host, Mark Newsom, otherwise known as Mr. Marketing. Hey, entrepreneur, this is Mark Newsom, Mr. Marketing, and welcome to another exciting and, yes, potentially profitable episode of The Marketing Minute. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are going to talk about why you and I definitely need to leverage the current assets and resources you already have access to first. Let me give you an idea about what inspired this particular episode. I am on a platform called Alignable.com. It's all one word. And I be honest, I don't even know how I got introduced to this platform. I think one of my blog commenting partners uh, recommended it to me and I signed up. And to be totally honest with you, I'm not totally sure how to even use the platform. I'm semi-active on it. I get the emails and it's kind of like a micro version of LinkedIn, if you will. By that, I mean it's a B2B platform and people are on there. I know at least nationwide in the States and I don't know if it's international. I imagine, you know, since it's a .com, it is, but by and large, they sell paid advertising, which, you know, they've been after me to do that too. But I'll tell you what inspired this particular uh, podcast episode. A young lady on there named Dee Dee, her actual real first name, she put a thread. She just joined and she was sending out sort of a welcome message. They encourage you to do that when you first join. And basically what she said was, hey, I'm a licensed home baker. And she had this cookie business for two years. And she actually had this person who was a distributor for her. And what she would do is make the cookies, leave them on the front porch, the distributor at some point during the morning would come by, pick them up and take them and, I don't know, sell them somewhere or something. And somehow the math wasn't working out for Dee Dee. And she said she just wasn't making a front end profit. So she kind of shut things down and she was looking for some advice from the others in the group. That's kind of what we do in there. Just, you know, kind of give you an idea of what's going on. So several people jumped in with several excellent suggestions and of course you know I couldn't resist I so I also had to throw in my two cents because here's the other thing other people are looking at these threads and seeing the conversation and this is almost let's be honest it's a form of advertising marketing you leaving your putting your information out there and other people other members seeing it and who knows it could start a conversation and lead to some business so here's what I suggested and as I started to think about it ladies and gentlemen it's sort of the theme of what I constantly, you know, beat the bell and ring the bell, pardon me, about about what you and I need to be doing. So here's some of the suggestions that I had for her, which are extremely low cost. Now, remember, from the way she described her situation, I got the impression she's a solopreneur, meaning she doesn't have a staff. She may. I don't know, because she said she's a licensed uh, home baker, and she sells these cookies. And again, uh, she didn't describe, you know, how many different varieties of cookies she sells. So I have no idea. And here's the other thing. No matter what she's doing, there's going to be some things outside of her control, like the ingredients that go into her cookies. If flour or sugar uh, go up or taxes and fees go up, you know, just going to, pardon me, affect her pricing. 
especially long term. So I'm thinking in terms of her getting her business back up and off the ground. And here was a couple of things I suggested, suggested, pardon me, but ladies and gentlemen, here's what I want you to think about as you're listening to these particular strategies and concepts. She's not just limited to what you're going to hear me say. There's a front and back end, which are untapped right now, that she could definitely tap into and generate even more business. Because remember, somebody who's uh, buying cookies, you best believe they are making some much larger purchases. And if Didi could be the catalyst, in other words, the lead generator for these other businesses or services on the back end of her business, it would just make what she's doing even more profitable. And that's what I'm trying to get you to see. You have assets and resources right now. You're simply not tapping into. You're not monetizing them. And in my, it's, my belief is one of the reasons why is because A, you don't really see these contacts and resources as monetizable, if there's such a word. And you haven't really thought about how you could go about utilizing them more strategically. You know, it's like people like to say, if somebody's earning $50,000 or more in one day, and you and I are not, what are they doing in that time allotment? Because remember, they probably take off time to sleep and be with family or whatever. What are they doing? Clearly, they have some kind of process, systems, strategies in place that are allowing them to get a lot more leverage. You understand? So here's the first thing I suggest you should do. She or somebody she knows, if she has a sister or a brother or an aunt, uh, a niece, somebody goes somewhere to get their hair or nails done. So if she's not doing that herself, I suggest that she go to one of her besties, take some samples, let them take them to the hair salon or the barber shop. Like say if she's got a husband or a boyfriend or a brother or a nephew, take some of the samples to the barber shop. Let them sample them to get an idea of what they like, what they don't like. But here's the other thing I suggest you do. With those customers, the you know the owner of the salon, the barber, or the uh, hair uh, nail salon stylist, let's say there are six of them. If there are six of them, ladies and gentlemen, those six people all know tw at least 25 people each. That's 150 people right there. And again, we like to work off the formula of 25 and 30, meaning everybody knows at least 25 local people. And then you multiply that by 0.3. In this case, 30% uh, of 150 is 45 people that could potentially become customers right now. Now, here's what I suggest that she do. Not only generate customers from the stylist, but grandfather them in at a certain uh, discount, 10%, 20%, whatever it is. Now, she's got to be careful, again, because remember, her cost could go up, and you don't want to get into a situation where you're perpetually upside down, meaning you're selling something for a dollar, and reality costs you a dollar and 50 cents, or you know, a dollar and 20 cents, you're upside down. So here's my point. Grandfather those people in, provided they join her opt-in email list, and as long as they remain a subscriber, they get that discount. And she could set up a free account just like you could right now, ladies and gentlemen, with my uh, 
paid email service provider of choice, AWeber. Now, I'm actually a registered affiliate of AWeber, so that's not an affiliate link. But the new uh, offer AWeber has right now is you set up your account for free. You get one account, meaning you can have one list. And until you reach 500 subscribers, they don't uh, charge you. But it's limited. You obviously don't get all the bells and whistles that you would get like I would or, you know, other subscribers who have a paid account. But here's my point for her. She didn't have to get to 500. She could cut this list off at 450, even if she, maybe she never even gets that high. But the point is, she's going to let her email subscribers know that as long as they remain a subscriber, they're going to be grandfathered in at, uh, you know, a, a discount. And what she wants to do with those uh, subscribers is to sort of create a baseline for her business so she knows she can count on these people to bring in so much revenue so that it kind of stabilizes her. Now, here's the other thing. She also probably knows the mail carrier or carriers in the area that, you know, they come to her house. She could get on a first-name basis with them, let them know she has this cookie business, offer them a few samples, and let them take some back to the mail carrier, that wherever the local office is right there. The other thing is, look at all the people who are coming through the nail, the hair, and the barber salon. They either, probably most of them don't, but let's say 95% of them work somewhere. So that means they have co-work. They have current, future, and past co-workers that they're still uh, in contact with. That's even more additional exposure. The other thing she could do, like she says she lives in a tourist town. There are, uh, you know, different businesses like inns and that kind of stuff. There's a chamber of commerce. Now, she doesn't have to be a member of the Chamber of Commerce, but if the investment makes sense for her to do so, she should. But there are uh, tenant associations. And here's the thing. She doesn't want to get too uh, involved in building out all these, this lead generation because if she's a solopreneur, she may not have time to be in the kitchen that much to make those, you know, make that many cookies to, to meet all the demands. So I would say she should gradually sort of feel her way out so that she doesn't get overwhelmed and burnt out. And the other thing, somebody suggested that, you know, she take some samples and bring her business cards. That's a great idea. I would take it a step further. She should make sure the printer where she gets those business cards made is aware of her business and ask if she could leave some samples for the printer, you know, people that own the business, as well as the employees. Again, this, just what I've described, should be more than enough of a catalyst to get her business up and going. Now, I want to kind of morph into something else, ladies and gentlemen, then we'll, we'll come back. But I want you to think about something. Uh, if you're in the States, you see these Geico commercials on TV all the time. You can save 15% with Geico, and they've got the, the mascot, the uh, lizard-looking uh, thing that's a, the, the mascot for Geico. But I want you to think about this. Geico probably has millions of customers, you know, in the United States, right? Now here, I don't, and again, I don't know what Geico's doing or not doing. I, I know they're very successful, so I'm not suggesting for one minute that they would personally need my help. I am just looking at a situation where I'm seeing there could be some potential untapped leverage, and this is what I'm trying to show you. This is what you and I could be doing. So here's my point. 
what if Geico were to uh, approach one of the streaming services like Netflix or Hulu or vice versa? Hulu or Netflix wants to get access to Geico's customer base and they say, hey, listen, right now, because I have Netflix right now, and I think my cost, I think is, don't quote me, but I think it's like $13.99, let's just say $14. But I can remember when I first got the service, it was like $5.99. Okay, and then it went to like $7.99, then $9.99, then I think it was $11.99, and now it's that, you know. But this is over like five, six, seven-year period. But here's my point. What if uh, Hulu or Netflix or both approached uh, Geico and said, hey, we've got a fabulous offer for your uh, current and future customers. And Geico's like, oh, what would that be? And they say, we'd like to offer our services to your customer base at a rate Three years ago. So let's say the current rate is $14.99. We'll uh, let your people come in for the first three years at $7.99. At the end of three years, we bump it to $9.99. And after two more years, or so a total of five, if they want to remain with the service, then they'll pay whatever the current rate is. Now, here's the point. Uh, Hulu and uh, Netflix doesn't have to advertise to get these potentially millions of customers at virtually no or little front-end cost. Secondly, this is a fabulous service that Geico can now send out in an email to their customers and say, hey, we just put together this fabulous deal with Hulu or uh, Netflix or whoever. They can do it with travel. They can do it with rental cars. The point is, now you may think, okay, yeah, Mark, that's they're like mega conglomerate company. That makes sense. They're probably already doing stuff like that. You better believe they are. Here's my point. You say, okay, well, what does that have to do with me? As I mentioned to you several times, entrepreneur, you know local people, some of whom, or maybe some are relatives. They own businesses. They have products and services. You could become the bridge, the go-between and get paid. For example, if any of you happen to know, or you're related to, or you used to work for, or you somehow still have an active ongoing relationship with a uh, non-franchise retail jewelry store, non-franchise retail furniture concern, right? A non-franchise retail appliance center. I normally work off what's called a 25% performance basis, meaning for every set a baseline, and for every dollar I bring them over that, that they clearly didn't have before we started working together, I normally ask for 25%. That's how I'm compensated. I will gladly grandfather you in at half of my 25% for the lifetime of the relationship, meaning as long as it's in place, money or some type of consideration is changing hands, I'll glad you, uh, gladly pardon me, uh, cut you in as my joint venture partner and give you half for bringing me a transaction that I didn't have to go all over creation or run Facebook ads or do any of this other stuff to get. You're sitting on that right now. You're thinking, oh, okay, well, I, you know what? How would I go about doing it? Here's what you don't do. Don't waste your time with complete strangers. In other words, you don't go in off the street to a furniture concern trying to convince them, hey, there's some guy listening to his podcast or this lady that doesn't. No, that's a waste of time. They don't know you. I'm talking about tapping into the assets and the resources 
you already have. And that's the point that I was making to this young lady when I wrote, you know, uh, a response in this alignable thread that, hey, you're already sitting on assets. You can't tell me uh, in a local men's barbershop, a, a women's hair salon or nail salon, somebody in there doesn't like great tasting gourmet cookies. Nonsense. Of course they do. So she leverages a relationship she already has with them. In fact, I would suggest a couple of things. She could, on the slowest days of those shops, come in and that would sort of be part of the branding that, hey, the cookie lady or the cookie guy comes in on this certain day and they bring in cookies and he has or she has everybody put their print she brings in a handful of index cards, like 100 index cards. It won't be that many people in the shop. That's not the point. But she brings in these index cards and has everybody in the shop, not the uh, owners or the stylists, because they've already been grandfathered in. But she lets everybody in there put their name and phone number in a, uh, on these index cards. She shakes them up in a box, and then she has the owner reach in, pull out a name, and that person gets their first order of cookies at cost or free. The point is, though, she's got contacts now. Now she could text out and say, hey, if anybody's interested, like say she's got 200 names now, she can text them out and say the first 25 or 30 people or 50 people, whatever, that contact me with an order, I give you, pardon me, X percent off, but this, this offer is only valid to you see how you can start generating cash doing this kind of stuff? In fact, think about this. Here's a little play. I'm going to go back to the Geico thing. What if Geico said, hey, they sent out an email and, you know, a special email alert to, you know, all of the email subscribers they have. And they say, we put together this special offer, but it's only good for the next 72 hours only. You can, if you don't already have it, you can get Netflix or Hulu, or you can get our combo package of the Discovery Channel, in case they got kids, Discovery Channel, Netflix, Hulu, and, you know, any of the other streaming services. And you can save an incredible 47% by signing up right now, between now and the next 72 uh, hours. We've cut this special arrangement with them. And the way it works is Geico actually is going to get it at, say, 57% or 60% off, meaning they're going to bank that 13%. And why not? Because they're the conduit, they're the go-between. And why should the people care that Geico is getting some of this? Where else can they go get Hulu or Netflix or anything else for 47% off? See, this is where some of you, no offense, you get deluded and you say, oh, well, they're making money. Yeah, if somebody knows how to do something you and I don't know how to do, that's called bringing value to the table, and they deserve to be compensated. And that's the way you should see your potential contacts, uh, pardon me, contacts and resources. You can monetize them if you start thinking like an entrepreneur. And ladies and gentlemen, there are far more ways than you even begin to appreciate of how you and I could be monetizing stuff. There is just it's so vast. The thing she could do, but again, I don't want to, we could expand this thing as much as you want. But the point being that in the beginning to get her business back up off the ground, she doesn't need, you know, 60, 70 different sources or 35 uh, potentially seven figure generating ideas to get started. And that's, ladies and gentlemen, that's something else. That's part of your problem too. 
you actually only want to pull the trigger and get started if something potentially could be worth seven or eight figures. But before you can get there, you've got to get some experience, some knowledge, so that you can really bring value to the table. Because as long as you and I are bringing value to the table, there's going to be room for you. I don't care what you're doing. It doesn't matter how advanced technology gets. Value is value is value. I just heard a powerful quote, quote pardon me, from one of the guys I follow, Alex Sanfilippo. Sanfilippo? I don't know. I'm butchering the guy's name. But anyway, he said, and I'm, I'm trying to give you the gist of it now. So I'm paraphrasing as best I can remember. He says, ladies and gentlemen, what you and I do for ourselves dies with us. What you do for others stands the test of time. Those weren't the words he used, but that's the concept. And that's the point. Something you could be doing could be bringing far more value to somebody else to help push them over the edge to get to the next level. That's why you need to be doing it. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you see the point that I was trying to, uh, the main point I was trying to make here is that this young lady or you and I should start leveraging what she has first. Then look to outside sources like paid ads and all this other sort of stuff. You and I have more than enough untapped resources and assets and contacts, contacts, pardon me, to move off center. That's a fact. Now, whether you will or not, it remains to be seen. And I want to share something else real quick, ladies and gentlemen. I just heard Alex Sanfilippo shared this too. He said about 6% of the people who start a podcast are active after just 10 episodes. Think about that. So that means when the new year rolls around and, you know, it's like, think about this. How often does this happen? People start a class at the beginning of the year, okay, January or something. They start this class and the community colleges and the uh, trades go fill up with these new people, new students. And six, eight weeks, 12 weeks, 16 weeks later into the class, guess what? It's down to the handful. Exactly. This happens over and over in everything you can name. In fact, he said, this is really my bother. He said, I don't know where he's getting these statistics from, so don't, you know, don't don't hold me personally responsible. I'm just passing on what I what he shared. But he said the average person who is attempting to guest podcast, they normally only guest podcast on one show. And they're done. So if you're worried about whether or not podcasting, you know, we're starting a podcast if it's saturated, not even close, and if being a guest on these different podcasts is worth the effort, it absolutely is. Because by and large, most people are sprinters. Most aspiring entrepreneurs are sprinters. And what I mean by that, they come out of the gate on fire, but they don't have staying power like you and I. And that's what you're going to need, ladies and gentlemen. Have you ever looked at a stock chart? Most stock charts don't just skyrocket up, right? They sort of zig and zag, right? That's kind of the way of the entrepreneur. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, with that said, before you head off the rest of your day and, and create some uh, satisfying relationships and money-making opportunities for you and everybody else, hopefully myself included, I, let's do a little housekeeping. For those of you who are already, you know, your veterans of the show, you know what's coming. For those of you, this might be your first time listening to uh, Mr. Marketing and you're wondering, what is the housekeeping deal about marketing? Simply this. 
First of all, if you got value out of this episode, and I sincerely hope you did, ladies and gentlemen, I gladly accept your referrals. Please share this with any and everybody you think will get value out of it. Here's the next thing, as I, I mentioned a little earlier in the podcast. If you happen to know of any retail, non-franchise, you know, the, the people need to be in charge, the owners, but if they have a retail appliance center, a retail furniture store, or a retail a jewelry store, please share, uh, I mean, if you introduce us and I put together, or the, the two of us, meaning the, the entrepreneur and myself, put together any type of revenue share arrangement, I will gladly grandfather you in half as long as that relationship stays in place. And that's a, ladies and gentlemen, that's a strategy for you as you get going. And the other thing, remember I mentioned to the young lady that she will grandfather her subscribers in at X as long as they remain subscribers. That is a powerful strategy that you should be utilizing as an entrepreneur. I don't care if you've got a bakery. I don't care if you have a, an appliance center, a furniture store. It does not matter. Offer your subscribers some benefits for sticking around, hanging around, and that sort of motivates them and ethically bribes them to remain a subscriber. And it lowers your cost because stop and think about this. You could literally send three, five, six emails in one week. I know that would be a lot. It would be a lot for me because I usually don't email my subscribers that much. But the point is you could do it. And based on whatever the cost is, or even if you're using AWeber or any other service, like say MailChimp that has you know a free service too, but again, it's limited. But the point is, you could do that by sending a you know a previously unwritten or I'm sorry, unscheduled broadcast email as opposed to a pre-written one. If you tried to do that with direct mail, you'd have paid typesetting and postage each time, even if that printer gives you a discount you're still going through a lot of money. So the point is, email is a potentially powerful game changer for you. You should be utilizing it. If you need some help, you know who to contact. So here's the other thing. Entrepreneur, if you have a podcast that uh, revolves around business and lead generation and you know all the stuff that goes into that, and you're proactively looking for guests, I don't care how big or small your audience is, I would personally love to be a guest on your show. Simply reach out to me on the contact page of my blog, youyoucanmarketonlinenow.com forward slash contact. That will get you to the contact page of my blog. As a matter of fact, let me just say this. You can reach out to me anytime you want at that address right there if you have a question if you want to set up a time where we could do a 15-minute power session it's just any and all but I'm saying specifically if you would like me to be a guest on your podcast and it's you know entrepreneurial uh, based by all means reach out to me send me a link to a past episode if you're just starting just let me know what the name of the podcast is why you think I would be a good guest Pardon me for your particular audience. I trust your judgment. It's probably a good fit, and we'll go from there. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's the other. If you like what you heard, and you're like, wow, Mark, I think me or our organization would like to hire you as one of our in-house marketing uh, experts. Great. Reach out to me via the uh, contact page of my blog. Let's set up a time we can get on Zoom, or if you just want to do a free 15-minute, what I like to call power consultation, reach out to me at that uh, uh, blog address that I just gave you. Now, here's the other thing, ladies and gentlemen, that I need you to do. 
I want you to go to my blog, youcanmarketonlinenow.com. I want you to read and hopefully comment on at least three separate blog posts and three separate categories. If there's a video in the a blog post embedded in a blog post, especially if it's one of mine, I want you to watch that video at least twice. If there is a podcast episode like this embedded in it, I want you to listen to it at least twice. Not all in one day now, but you get around to it. And like I said, hopefully if you like the information, please feel free to share it and comment on it. But even if you don't do that, here's the reason why I'm suggesting you read at least three different blog posts in three separate categories and watch the videos, one of mine, uh, especially watch it twice and listen to the podcast episode twice. I guarantee you the second, third time you do that, you know, the creativity uh, marketing strategies will flush, uh, rush into your mind. You'll see things you hadn't seen previously. And that's the point. Now, here's the other thing, ladies and gentlemen. Nobody, you, me, nobody walking the planet is right for everybody. You and I are not exceptions. If after you read those three blog posts, listen to watch the videos at least twice, listen to the podcast episodes at least twice, if you can honestly say, Mark, I didn't get anything out of it, that's okay. It just means we're not compatible. But ladies and gentlemen, there's millions of people online, millions more coming online every day. There are people looking for this kind of information all throughout the world. So it's not a problem. And I won't hold it against you no hard feelings and those of you who join my list ladies and gentlemen you're free to unsubscribe anytime you want and there are no hard feelings okay so the bottom line is I'm trying to get you up and going and if this can stimulate your creativity to at least get you started then I've at least done part of what I've set out to do the other thing is after you read those three blog posts and do everything else I suggested you'll know that you and I should definitely be working together and that's the point. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mark Newsom, Mr. Marketing. And yes, entrepreneur, I am definitely looking forward to being with you again very shortly with another exciting and potentially profitable episode of The Marketing Minute. And remember, entrepreneur, it's not how or where you started at. It's where you ultimately end up that counts.